you know what they say, life is a journey, not a destination. It's not the end goal, but for me, it's the journey. More often than not, we're so focused on our main goal or the next thing that we tend to forget how far we've come. But honestly, I'm not perfect. Like I do get frustrated <laughs> with how some things are, but what keeps me grounded and what pulls me back is just by looking back, seeing how far I've come and being in that moment. Welcome to another episode of Navigating Culture, the podcast that helps immigrants and people from immigrant communities redefine outdated ideas of success and live joyfully on their own terms. I'm your host, Anya Charisse, an immigrant who is fully living by the mantra, who cares what auntie thinks? Live your life. Listen in if you want to learn how you can shed the weight of other people's expectations, reject stability for stability's sake, and create success on your own terms. All right, my friends, let's get started. What does it mean to make it in the United States of America? So many of us were sold the dream that making it means we need the huge house, the million dollars, or the flashiest car. But could making it mean something else entirely? Meet Johanna Vismanos, an immigrant from the Philippines who thought that coming to America would be the answer to all of the frustrations she felt in her mother country. As a doctor's kid, her father wanted her to study for a safe and stable profession. But no matter how much he tried, Johanna had her eyes set on the internet's big lights. She wanted to work in social media, but just couldn't find a way in her home country. So she moved to the USA. Except moving here was not the instant success story that some of us are told it will be. Instead, Johanna had to work as a barista, a cashier, a server. In all this time, she never gave up and started pitching and eventually getting pitched by clients to produce social media campaigns. Finally, it was happening. And Johanna used the momentum she was experiencing on social media to launch her own lipstick line, Clorette Cosmetics. That's right. Our guest today is launching the first ever Filipino cosmetics line in the USA. When you ask her (laughs) what she would change about her story, she responds with a simple nothing. She is grateful for the journey because she is creating what she's meant to create in the world. I love our guest story today because I think we can all learn from it. Instead of seeing success as the end goal, as the final showy trophy, We can find success in knowing that we are doing the work every day to figure out what we really want to bring into the world and living that out. Listen to this episode if you want to learn why your success is in discovering your own path and staying committed to living it out. Hi, Johanna. How are you? Welcome. Hi, Anya. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy. I feel super, super grateful to be here. (laughs) We are so glad to have you. I think your story is so special. Why don't we just jump into the questions, starting with something we talked about in the intro, which is the safe and stable profession your father so desperately wanted you to enter into. So your your dad wanted you to be a speech pathologist. This tension of our parents wanting us to have stability and security and us wanting to follow a more avant-garde path is something that's familiar to many immigrants. Can you share how you stuck to your vision, even though there were so many voices saying that you couldn't or shouldn't? 
Okay, so where do I start? I feel like I have so many things to say about on, on this uh, question. So the culture and life in general is very much different in the Philippines. Like back then, there's a big involvement in and influence of Filipino parents in their children's life. Growing up in a Filipino household is super fun, but I would say very tough. We are very close to our extended families. Maybe, Anya, you can relate to this, but maybe it's the same with you two back home. Like, are you super close with your family? Like, you know, dinner time, like any, uh, what they call this, gatherings, like every Sunday, like this, like a thing for us. And so we were very respectful of our elders and our parents are more disciplinarian compared to other foreign parents. You know, but every time I watch TV, every time I watch, like, for example, American movie, I was like, the parents are so cool. Like, why are they so fun? Like, but like for us in the Philippines, like they're so like, you should be like this, you should be like this, you should be like this. Like they're super disciplinarian. And so I feel like choosing a different career path uh, is really was really difficult for me. And as you have mentioned, my dad, uh, my dad is a doctor in the Philippines. In fact, he used to be the president of the Philippine Society of Gastroenterology back there. And right now, actually, he's one of the owners of the upcoming hospitals in the Philippines. So, you know, I so I kind of know where he's coming from. He has made his name in the medical industry and he has a lot of connections. So here's the thing. Who wouldn't want to follow in his footsteps, right, to achieve success quicker? <laughs> Um, actually, like, I mean, my sister, she's a doctor too, but it's just, for me, it's not, it's not happening. (laughs) And, you know, 12 years ago, all we had was traditional media, like TV, radio, newspapers, billboards, magazines, and social media just started during those years. I think that was like 2009, like Facebook just started. So he wasn't too confident with this career path. All I knew back then was that the creativity of creating photos and videos make my heart truly happy, not scalpels or operating rooms or, you know, those, um, what do you call that? The suit that they wear inside of the operating room? That, that, that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> and I want to do something that I love, something that I am passionate about and something that makes me happy. So I took this route anyway. What's super interesting is that during those years, I actually didn't know where I was headed. I didn't have a solid plan. I actually never landed a job in this industry in the Philippines, but I didn't stop there. I took some additional fashion styling courses at School of Fashion Arts in Manila, but even then, I still didn't land a job in this space. But I never gave up. I feel like that's not in my vocabulary. (laughs) Instead, I landed a marketing job. And now I'm starting to think about it. It's actually a blessing in disguise because when I moved to the United States while waiting for my permanent residency or green card, Instagram has been my outlet for my creativity and passion for media. And who would have thought I'll be able to like exercise both my love for fashion and marketing in one. And since 2018, I've been growing my Instagram and now I consider myself as an influencer, but of course, when you say influencer, people feel like it's like all glam and glitters, but nope, it wasn't all glam and glitters during my first year here. I had to work multiple part-time jobs while doing content creation to support myself. And I feel like I think even, even though I didn't have a solid plan, I had a clear vision. I feel like everything was meant to happen. I've learned social media and influencer marketing all by myself. And through social media, four years later, right now, I became my own brand. 
And my, I think my favorite motto is probably YOLO. <laughs> you only live once. And I, wanna, I don't want to live it for anybody but me. And I know that by choosing a different career path could be more difficult. But if that is what my heart wants, that is what I'm going to follow. I guess like I'd rather be tired, working double shifts, have two part-time jobs, but doing something that I love than achieve success and get money quick doing something that I don't really like. And I think there's more to life than that. And for me, contentment and happiness are my main priorities. The money will just will follow. <laughs> I was just nodding my head, Johanna, when you talked about how you would watch American sitcoms and be like, what is happening? That was like an everyday occurrence in my childhood. I was like, wait, how are these kids so rude and everyone's fine? Like their parents are just like, <laughs> Nancy, behave. Yeah. And then they'd like storm up to their room and like slam the door. Like I can't even think about what would have happened to me if I slammed the door in my mother's and father's house, you know? <laughs> oh, no. I remember my dad, my, my dad asked my sister to kneel down in a, uh, uh, what they call this like assault like uh, yeah assault <laughs> yeah like salt like you know assault. like salt yeah like a uh, punishment for being I don't know whatever when we were kids <laughs> like it was so intense <laughs> I think that's like a like a most a most immigrants can relate to watching American sitcoms and like thinking what is happening this is an alternate <laughs> universe like I'm very confused <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you briefly touched on social media and that you were excited by it and that you are committed and passionate. But I think what we're really missing is like, why were you so obsessed with it? Like what drew you to it? Like what made you so excited by it and understand that this is what you wanted to do with your life? I love this question. I feel like there's like a personal and professional reasons behind this. So personal, more on personal. So as, as an immigrant, social media played a big role during my first few years because it helped me to continuously get in touch with my family and friends back in Manila. Like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, mm -hmm. like, of course, social media has, has been super helpful for me to adjust. And I would say I was on social media pretty much the entire day because like the time difference, like, you know, opposite. And so now professionally, why I was on it so much, I tried to find ways to monetize it or make a career out of it. People will ask me, was it easy? Of course, no. But was I happy? Super, super happy. And what I love about social media is that it has endless opportunities and the room for creativity in this space is just super intense that nobody can stop you. And after four years of creating content, my little passion project has now become a job and I couldn't be happier. I say it's a job because, you know, I now I monetize it and I'm making money from it. And a little backstory since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a model or an actress. But in the Philippines, I was just not the type of person that they're looking for, which really sucks. Usually they're looking for, you know, like half half seas, like half German or half American or half Australian looking ladies. Um, but it's okay. And even with other media channels like TV or a magazine, in the Philippines, it's just super hard to enter. It's not easy to enter. And I feel like the opportunity is limited. 
But with social media, you can do everything. You can show yourself, you can be yourself, you can create a name all by yourself. And aside from the opportunity of making my own name, I also love the opportunity of meeting other people, building relationships, building my own community, meeting you, Anya. <laughs> I've met so many beautiful souls on social media. I've been super inspired by so many talented creators and you know, the energy in social media is just so amazing. Yeah, you said so many things there that really stuck out to me. One, I love the way you describe social media. I love the way you approach it. Because to me, it's like such an an allegory for being an immigrant. It's like, I don't get the opportunities that I want in this place. And so I'm going to make my own space. And I love that you were able to see social media as a way to create your own space and to create the own world that you wanted to exist in. Because you're right, like for many of us, whether it's in our home country or even in the country that we immigrate to, we can we can feel like outsiders in both. And so I love that you said, you know what, I'm not finding out what I want and I'm not getting what I need to get in my home country in my mother country but I see a way to create a path for myself elsewhere and I'm gonna do it yeah no I don't have a team I don't have like a producer or a director that's telling me to do something right (laughs) but right now like for my own Instagram personal Instagram it's like I'm I'm my own director I'm my own producer I'm my own talent and I'm my own accountant and everything like I'm on my own and it is my own brand and I have the control over it and now I've, I've seen a lot of, a big growth on my Instagram after I mean I feel like I'm still not that big you know like compared to other people but right now I'm super content and I'm happy where I'm at so yeah oh you're amazing your work <laughs> is stunning and I've seen you grow from when I first started following you you know about a year and a half ago to now so it's been really exciting to see that Oh, thank you. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really exciting about social media as well is that you're not limited in your community, right? You know, 50 years ago, even 30 years ago, you were limited by who you went to college with or like who was in your neighborhood or who was was in your parents' friend group. But I feel like social media allows us to find more like-minded people to create community. And if you've listened to me at all, ever, I'm a big believer in the importance of creating community, especially for immigrants, especially for those of us who are going to a new place where we probably don't know anyone. And so what I love about your story, too, is that when you first moved to the USA, you created a group for Filipinos called the Halo Halo Collective. Can you share more about the importance of this group in surviving your first three years as an immigrant? Sure. Yeah. To me, a community is everything because when you have a community, like we lift each other, we support each other, we have each other's back and you have your own support system. I'm so grateful to have created this beautiful group years ago. It's not active anymore because every, everyone became super busy, but back then it was so helpful. It helped me survive my first few years here as an immigrant. I think, you know, following and chasing your dreams has its price. Not only did I move to a different city, but I moved to an entirely different country. It was super challenging to build relationships at this age. Like I moved here, I was already 25. I wasn't I wasn't even 12. I was already 25. <laughs> so what more when you try to build relationships with people with different cultures and backgrounds? 
it was super depressing to have nobody when you had lots of friends in your mother country. The time difference makes it difficult for me to catch up with my old friends. And during that time, it felt pretty lonely. So the Filipino-American community, the Hala Collective that we have built, really, really helped me. I feel like it's the closest I can get to feeling home. Even if like, you know, most of them don't speak in Tagalog or um, most of them grew up, uh, was, were born and grew up here. I feel like at least there are some things that we like share together or understand together or we have same culture and heritage that we, we both, we all follow. So I think, yeah, it's, it, it, it was really helpful. Yeah, I, I'm loving all the similarities I'm seeing. Like I can see like a big part of your mission is about creating community. I see it in the way you are focused on creating community around social media. I see it in the way you created the Hello Hello Collective when you first moved to the United States of America. And I even see it in, and we'll, and we'll get to this, the way you're creating this very inclusive, very diverse cosmetics company. So I just, for me, yeah. <laughs> when you speak, I really see this caring person who is very focused and determined about creating inclusive spaces, about bringing people in um, and about letting people understand that there are people in the world who are like them, who care about them, who want to see them win. So it's super exciting to be talking to you right now. Oh, yeah, thank you. Like, how about you, though? Like when you first moved here, how did you find your community? Have you ever felt like it was super difficult for you to like find your own people or like what happened? How did, how did you <laughs> move past the stage? That's such a great question because I'll be honest, I did not do a good job at first. <laughs> it took right. me years to get it quote unquote right. I feel like when you move to especially the United States, there's this idea that you have of the ideal and like who you should be connecting with, the types of hobbies you should have you know, the type of people you should be spending time with. And I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to create friendships and connections with people who were not right for me and who probably didn't even like want me around in the first place. But I was like so committed and determined to like showing up as the right person or showing up in the quote unquote right way that I think I ended up making like some really like not great choices and really focusing on like some not great relationships um in in terms of the connections I was making with with friends um and so it wasn't until way after college when I got to San Francisco um that I really started to take some time to really ask myself like what is it that I wanted in in my community like what did I want my friends to be like like how did I want to be treated and I had to do some work around like reframing rejection and also putting myself out there I feel like if before like I was like oh this person whether they are not a good fit for me or not like they're in my orbit so I'm just gonna like make it work with these group of friends because it's too hard to put yourself out there and create that relationship but I realized that you know no I, Anya, deserve the best. I deserve to be surrounded by like generous people, kind people, people who want to see me win. And I realized that in order to do that, I did have to put myself out there. And if I got something back that felt like rejection, I could make that about me 
or I could realize that someone's bad attitude. And so because of that, I was able to like commit to certain things, you know. So one of the things I talk about all the time is how I committed to salsa. And I would show up to salsa every single week for two hours, you know. And it was something that I, w- I loved doing, but it also gave me an opportunity to meet people. I put myself out there. And some people were like, this is great. Like, I, I feel your vibe. We're vibing. And some people were rude. But I could like make their rudeness be about them. And I think when I realized those things, I was able to like grow immensely and create a really great community. So just bouncing off of that, like, can you give some tips for those of us who are struggling to create community in our new homes? Well, it's super funny because when we you we actually had the same thoughts, like you, you answered kind of similar to my answer right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's still going to be my same answer. The biggest advice that I can give to those who are struggling to create a community is to get yourself out there. Just get yourself out there, girl. I know it's hard. There will be lots of insecurities. There will be differences. There will be lots of adjustments. But I, I think I remember... During my first year here, I was like so shy to talk to other people because of my accent. Like four years ago, like probably right now it's better, but four years ago, like when I was ch- chatting to other, you know, uh, bloggers or influencers, like I, I am jealous on how they talk. Like I was like, oh my gosh, they're English. They're so flawless, so perfect. Like mine's like my wrong grammar all the time and stuff like that. And But I feel like, no, Joanna, no. You need to get yourself out there. Don't don't be insecure because they have good English, but they don't know how to speak two languages anyways. Exactly. <laughs> but I do know how to I'm a bilingual, so top uh, pat on my back. So um but but that's that's the reality. Like there will be so much differences and there will be lots of adjustments. But the first step is to really get yourself out there. I think what I did before, like I've joined different groups on Facebook or Instagram around your city or whatever your interest is. For example, like I've joined this Facebook group and it's all Kababayans group, like you know, all Filipinos, um, North, Northern California Kababayans, that's what they call it. Like I've joined that and they sell so many Filipino food Like you know, I feel like um, the community is just so awesome and then also here in San Francisco for example like for example there's Soma Filipinas and stuff like that so I tried to follow those accounts uh, connect with them too and whatever your interest is like for example influencer events or even like dog community like <laughs> you can join that if you want that like you know there's so many ways but just get yourself out there join those groups introduce yourself network organize a meetup get coffee together and I was just blessed because when I started out doing social media four years ago there were so many events here and there and not just I was able to connect on Instagram but I was also able to meet some of the amazing people in real life but today I acknowledge that it's difficult to do these things because of the pandemic but hopefully once this is all over we can get back to meeting new people and I just feel grateful that I was given the opportunities to connect easier and faster yeah yeah definitely I I do think that the pandemic sort of like changes the way we connect but I still think there's lots of room to do it especially now that we are able to be vaccinated I do think you can sort of use social media again as sort of like the first filter like you meet someone you connect over zoom 
And then if you guys both have the same level of like COVID safety, you can decide who you match with and then you can like have a safe like socially distanced hangout so yes I do think the way we've met people has shifted slightly like we can't go to concerts and like (laughs) hang out anymore but but there is still lots of room for us to connect it's just the strategy has like changed yeah and it's it's pretty interesting because just this morning like there's one girl here in SF just DM me on Instagram and she's like Hey girl, I love your vibes. I just moved to San Francisco and just wondering if you want to meet up. And I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> like, of course, like we, I would love to meet up too. And it's just something like, you know, again, it's hard to build real friendship at this age, but I have nobody right now, you know, like, I mean, I have friends now, but still like, I am still open to meeting new people because life is just, you know, you have, we have all your life to meet new people and create friendships. So um, just, you know, why, why stop, why, why stop yourself from meeting new people? Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Like I do think it's also like very Western to be like life stops at 30. And if you need to have everything figured out by 30, you need to have the house, the car, the relationships, the friends. And it's like, no, like we're young your 30s are still young so why limit yourself from growing and developing and 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 continuing to become the person that you want to be you know so I love that you're like no I'm going to continue meeting people because I think you can take that attitude in like every aspect of life so yeah so just going back to like immigrants um, and immigrant success and immigrant perceptions of success I think like so often we feel like success can only be achieved when we've gotten the thing right whatever that thing is fame fortune money and while none of these things are bad it can make us feel sometimes like we're doing things in vain because it's taking us a long time to get where we want to go or we see everybody else around us making it and getting there and we're not there yet. And it can be easy to spend a lot of time comparing. Can you share what helped you stay focused when things weren't working out immediately? You know what they say, life is a journey, not a destination. <laughs> yeah. It's not the end goal, but for me, it's the journey. More often than not, we're, we're so focused on our main goal or the next thing that we tend to forget how far we've come. But honestly, I'm not perfect. Like I do get frustrated with how some things are all the freaking time but what keeps me grounded and what pulls me back is just by looking back seeing how far i've come and being in that moment when your your introduction like i've worked so many part-time jobs before um and i was like working around the clock and when you're working around the clock and trying to achieve your dreams you often forget that you used to pray for those things that you have now i remember before like years ago i was like i want to reach 20k you know like i want to reach 20k but along the way i was like super frustrated like sometimes i'm i'm inspired not i'm not motivated at all and sometimes i get super anxious like why am i growing so slow but now looking at it i'm like wow like like I'm just so contented now because <laughs> I prayed for I prayed for this moment years ago and now I, I got it and I used to get frustrated before but seeing the things that I've learned the people I've met and the relationships I've built helps me to keep on going I've 
invested a lot of time, effort, and money in building this brand. But I believe my biggest investment is none other than me. You? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's so many moments like I sometimes, you know, sometimes like you always ask for something that you don't have, but you tend to forget that you have so many, you already have so many things that you should be, you know, contented at. Like, it's just to me, like, again, based on this, um, answer, like when I worked with like as a barista a cashier a server at that time i was like i hope i can be a social media manager and now i am a social media manager for e-commerce <laughs> so yeah i just think like it's a it's a beautiful journey yeah you know i love your honesty and transparency because i think so often i do this a lot and and i think other people can relate we get frustrated and then we get mad at ourselves for being frustrated because we think that the ideal is to just always stay positive and like always go through life and if the more positive we are the more things will work out for us and so we tend to beat ourselves up when we get angry or mad or sad not forgetting that these are like normal human expressions and feelings like and so it's okay if you feel frustrated and sad and mad like that's fine the issue is if if you let that frustration or sadness and madness stop you completely from doing what you have to do so I completely appreciate your transparency there and I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people it's helpful for me too it's like it's okay if some days you're like I just need a break take the break and then tomorrow start again um to live out your dreams yeah snap sister (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love that um just to like dig in a little bit deeper to like the immigrant perspective and like the immigrant experience. I think a lot of the feelings that come up for immigrants when we think about success and not making it is that we feel we need to prove like we deserve to be in a country we immigrated to, right? How do you think like we as immigrants can start understanding that we are worthy just as we are? I love this question. This is by far my favorite question. <laughs> Because I feel like it's, I, I super relate to this, like all of us relate to this. But, you know, always remember that we are all humans and we all deserve to be treated equally. But I know it's easy to be said and done. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's easy to be said and done. And I know as minorities, we have our own insecurities. But we should start embracing our culture more and bring more representation in this country why because we offer amazing food skills talents to make this country great and beautiful so instead of being ashamed that we are immigrants we should be proud of our heritage and culture i think us filipinos at least um, we've made such a huge cultural impact and influence all around the globe yet somehow people don't really know us the Philippines is just more than a beautiful tropical place to visit. We have a lot more to offer. And seeing those Filipino celebrities on the stage like Brett Monroe, H.E.R., Bruno Mars, Sawiti, Vanessa Hudgens, Olivia Rodrigo, and so much more, it makes me truly happy. <laughs> 
And I think it's time to put Filipinos on the map. It's time to show America or even to the whole world that what we are capable of. That's why I am working towards building the first ever Filipino <laughs> lipstick brand because I feel like I believe that if I can join the beauty industry, others can do it too. Other races can do it too. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to ask about your lipstick brand. and and I Can we go deep into dive now? <laughs> we can. I just want to say, I wanted to just really just quickly touch on what you said that I think has a lot of insight in it. You, you talked about part of realizing your worthiness is like not hiding yourself. And I think that's especially relevant to immigrants because we're taught to assimilate. You know, we're taught subconsciously that in order to make it in America or wherever we show up, that you have to hide yourself. You have to get rid of your accent. You have to stop wearing the clothes that you would probably wear. You have to change the way you cook food or, you know, your food is smelly. It looks weird. And so I love that you went immediately to don't hide yourself. And I love that because it's a complete opposite to what immigrants are told to do, which is assimilate. Instead, you're saying, no, like the way you find your worthiness is not by making yourself to be something that you're not. Instead, it's it's as showing up as your whole self. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I just love that, you know, I feel like right now we're in a good time of our lives because now it's it's becoming more about diversity and inclusion. It's just, I feel like it's, it's time for mm. us to shine, like all of us <laughs> to yeah. shine. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I just wanted to just say that because I thought it was just so insightful and so opposite to a lot of the messaging that we may have received even 10 years ago, um, even five years ago. So, but yes, let's talk about that lipstick brand. Um, I would love for you to share more about your lipstick line. Like what is your big vision for Clorate Cosmetics and how do you see your success in this area, just amplifying immigrant stories and inspiring immigrants across the globe. Yes, I'm super excited to chat about this because <laughs> um, it's already happening very, very soon. Um, but yes, our vision for Clorette Cosmetics together with my partner, Angela. But right now, I just wanted to give a shout out to Angela, my partner, because she's been an amazing partner and she formulated our lipstick. So she deserves to be praised. And our vision is to build a brand for all people. When we say all people, we mean all people, men, women, and everything in between. Yes, I said men. That's right. <laughs> we believe that beauty is intrinsic to all human beings. While we don't really think you need makeup since we believe that you are already beautiful as you are, we feel that lipstick is the gateway of self-expression a way to express your inner beauty to the outside world. And this is actually more personal because actually for me, lipstick is my favorite cosmetic before eyebrow took the game. <laughs> I love lipstick ever since uh, I was a teenager. I, I, I just feel like when I, every time I wear lipstick, it, it gives me an instant confidence. So it's very, very special to me. And um, we don't think that you need our products to be beautiful because you already are, but our hope that Colorete will give you all the confidence to wear your inner beauty out and about every day. And we are here to elevate the already beautiful you with the most hydrating lip line on the market. 
our promise. It's going to be a hydrating, clean beauty brand specializing in inclusivity. And hopefully, with the future success of Colorete, I'll be able to inspire so many immigrants, not just Filipino immigrants, but all immigrants across the globe who have big dreams. Here's a reminder to you, boo, that anything is possible when you manifest it, work hard on it, when you believe in yourself. It will never be an easy journey and you will never feel ready. I will repeat that. It will never be an easy journey and you will feel you will never feel ready. I feel like for this the past seven months, I've had the most cries I had <laughs> my entire life because it's just not easy to do. But if you want something, just do it and start writing your own story. So I hope everyone will support our female-founded business and we've worked so hard for this and we have so many amazing uh, plans and products lined up for you and we are about to launch very, very soon. So hopefully after listening to this podcast, go, go, go ahead, go to Instagram and don't forget to give us a follow at Colorado Lips so you don't miss our big launch. <laughs> awesome thanks for going so in depth into that I do have a couple of questions for you um, but first I wanted to say or just repeat something that you mentioned which is start writing your own story which I love I feel like so many of us are allowing the world to write our story for us we're allowing people to say this is who you are and we don't allow ourselves to dream beyond that or to come out of that we're letting people say, like, this is the amount of money you can make. This is how beautiful you are. This is how much you should respect yourself. This is how worthy you should feel. And I really like that you are so focused on, no, write your own story. You get to decide how big you want your life to be. And big can mean many, many things. So you decide what big is and you can decide how big your life can be. And you get to live outside, again, the bounds of anybody else's expectations for you you get to like break down those expectations break down the walls of those expectations and do whatever you want and write your own story so I love that yes nobody can stop me <laughs> and nobody can stop you should nobody should stop you too because I feel like I have big dreams and I feel like you know it's it's free to to be ambitious like it's free to to have big dreams it's free like you 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 can you can pray for all these things but you won't be able to achieve those or you won't be able to get those if you don't start working on it and you are the only person who can do those things even if other people would tell you you can't do it or people would support you that you can do it again like you can only be the one who can write your own story and start working on those dreams so don't never limit yourself because it's Life is so beautiful, like life is too short to just uh, limit yourself. So after this podcast episode, you should start writing your own story, put down all the things that you want to achieve in, in your lifetime and start working on it. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh my gosh. And you just dropped so many gems today, Joanna. Jo you talked about not hiding yourself, showing up as your true self, writing your own story, finding like-minded people to like boost you up and 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 to also boost them up when they're feeling down so 
yeah, I would also encourage everyone to just listen to this episode again. Just write down all the nuggets that Joanna's talking about and like let that inspire you to like write your own story and to dream not just big, but dream bigger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Is there anything that you want to share or add before we sign off today? Um, no, I think that's it. I mean, I'm here all the time. So after listening to, the, to this podcast episode, if you want to follow me on Instagram, drop me a message, we can connect if you have any questions about social media marketing, influencer marketing, or even about our lipstick brand or how to start a business, just DM me, I'm always free. And I'll, I promise to answer you back it will probably sometime take me time to respond but <laughs> i make sure to respond to everybody so yeah just check out my um, profile on linkedin or on instagram and follow me and also hope you give a follow at coloretta lips on instagram so you don't miss our big lunch for the lipstick brand and yeah i think that's it on my part i just want to say thank you so much again anya for this opportunity i had so much fun and i had so much fun writing uh thinking about my answers actually because i feel like all your questions were just like spot on <laughs> and um i just feel just super grateful i hope i was able to inspire some immigrants out there who have big dreams who are struggling to find their community and those immigrants that that would like to start their own business and other things like there's so many people that probably would relate to me right now so yeah thank you for this opportunity of course all right everyone listening thank you so much don't forget to check out Clorate Cosmetics and Joanna was just such a treat having you on the podcast thank you bye everybody thank you everyone Hi there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Navigating Culture podcast. It was so great to have you here. So one thing that we're big on in this space is finding motivation and inspiration to live a big life beyond aunties or anybody else's expectations. If you're interested in continuing to learn about this beyond the podcast, I have something for you. It's called How to Build Clarity, Confidence and a Life You Like. It's a 30-minute audio that helps you shift your perspective on what's possible for you and supports you in discovering how to self-validate, stop doubting yourself, and define what a successful life looks like for you and not just your parents and definitely not just your aunties and uncles. Download this free audio training, or perspective shift as I like to call it, at navigatingculture.co slash liveyourbestlife and get ready to see the world differently. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for being here. Bye.